0: Welcome back to Shades of J. I am Leah and I do have a special guest (laughs) with me today and I'm going to let her introduce herself.
1: Hi, my name is Trinity. (laughs) And um,
0: as you guys all know, we are diving into a new kind of realm on season two. So Trinity is actually a minister where I go to church. So today she's not just Trinity, my friend, she's Minister Trinity. Um, and if you don't mind just introducing yourself and telling us who you are and kind of
1: just a little back story about yourself. Okay, uh, well my name is Trinity and I am a mother and I am a wife. I'm a mother of an almost two-year-old baby girl. Um, I, like Aaliyah mentioned, I'm a minister at our local church here. Um, I was originally born in Maine because I'm a Navy brat, Um, but my whole family is from Louisiana and we moved to Jacksonville, Florida, which is where I spent um, the majority of my life and I've actually relocated here to the Tampa Riverview, Florida area within the last four, almost five years now. So that's where me and my husband and my daughter uh, now reside. Yes. So some, ignored, yep. You, like, well, ignored? I was literally like born there and um, then we went back to Louisiana. Okay. okay. Yeah. So
0: south, yes. Okay. <laughs> so we are opposite from Peaks and Colorado.
1: Yes. But I did
0: move here. Were you here in 2016? Yes, I was. Okay. Yes, so I moved here. That, that was the first year of me ever being here. Okay. Yes, so we're both new. Good. Um Trinity is actually someone whom I look up to. She is young. You might see yourself as not young, but <laughs> you are young. Um, I would say that she is pretty much the epitome of. I don't. I wouldn't say what women desire to be because I know it's not what you're trying to do on purpose, but it definitely comes off that way. Um, mm-hmm. You are like she said. She juggles and wears many hats. Mm-hmm. You are different people at different times, and you are definitely great e- at. Each thing, not yeah. that you're perfect. However, um, I always tell my boyfriend, I'm like, Trinity is anointed.
1: <laughs> Amen.
0: <laughs> I, had, I had a headache one time and she, she prayed for me. And let me explain, I have tried everything pills. I have tried uh, getting adjusted by chiropractors. I, this woman comes in the bathroom and she prays from her spirit and the
1: headache
0: goes away from body, head to toe. I'm like, okay, she's anointed. <laughs> so this is why I wanted to have her be uh, a part of today's episode just because I feel like young women today are lost um mainly spiritually obviously I know there's different avenues women are lost emotionally whatever but spiritually is one of the biggest things and I know for me growing up even though I had a great mother um I wouldn't necessarily say I had anyone especially a woman into me, my spirit. Um and so that brings us to today's topic. What would what helped guide you spiritually uh, when you were even younger, you know, than today
1: okay so when i was young my mom was that mom that took us to church like if you were spending the night over our house on the weekend you knew like this was the fun house but saturday night sunday morning you're going to church so um those seeds were deposited now my mom wasn't necessarily um the one who was like teaching the bible so it was something in a sense where she put me in the atmosphere for those seeds to be planted and so i've always been like interested in the Bible, like as a young girl. So I would pray when I was little, like even for like minute things that we would think of. We're like, Lord, please let me have good grades on my progress report or my report card. But you know, those childlike prayers where you just really having faith in the Lord. And so as I grew older, um, I really formed my own relationship with him, like just being interested, not just what the church was teaching me, but let me get to know this God for myself.
0: God desires to have personal, intimate relationships with everyone um, that believes in Him. Absolutely, because most people are like, "Well, I don't even know how to pray," and so I going to stop you there. You said that you, outside of church, personally wanted to know how to get to know God. Would you only do that through prayer, or did you journal? Was it? What did that look like for you?
1: So I did it through prayer. Um... When I, what, what would happen is when I would read a scripture, the Lord would literally allow me to like do a devotion. So I met my husband when we were 15 years old and one day the Lord randomly, I was reading my Bible and I read a scripture and then just like your regular devotion, you'll give a little passage. So I started sending that to him daily, like whatever scripture I would read that the Lord would give me, I would just elaborate on it. Cause I'm a writer. So that was my natural thing to do. <laughs> I am, I am a writer. A writer. Yes, yes,
0: um, but I going back to I going to word this correctly. Um, me personally, when I was around maybe 15, okay, um, and I, I, you're this is me being authentic with you um I went through a phase where I did not believe so you at 15 and me at 15 we were in two different right. places but this is good because it's coming from a place of someone someone who didn't believe when she was 15 and someone who was interested um in getting to know the Lord when she was 15 so right. for me I all I did was um slept with the bible under my pillow okay now we all know that faith without works is dead (laughs) so nothing came of that um and then i just got to the point where i did not believe simply because of church hurt and i feel like a lot of especially young people not just young women but young people have this bad taste or view of the church Um, Which is why I say personal intimate relationships with God is key. Right. I did not have that. I was looking up to parents or pastors um, and no one was representing the kingdom correctly. I would definitely say you are a great representation of what a young woman should look like walking in the kingdom. But I know that you getting here was not easy. No. I want to talk about some of your trials. So what, what, what is a trial that stands out to you? Um, where you had no choice, but to seek the Lord, um, or did you feel like, okay, I can't do this God. And have you ever felt like you wanted to turn your back?
1: Um, I never felt like I wanted to turn my back, but I came to a point where whenever I got more mature in my faith, I understood that the 15 year old me who thought I was saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, I was really living and walking in a form of godliness and what if for people who don't know what that is it's basically like you're professing the lord with your mouth but you have no act your lifestyle isn't truly representing that and just to kind of go back to what you said the most important thing is why I advocate for people you need to have intimacy with Christ yourself is because just as you stated we look up the spiritual leaders our pastors our spiritual parents all these different people but we have to understand that they're still human so they're flawed they're error, they're broken they're hurt so when they fall now we're like okay we're viewing them as god so that's what we're basing our relationship on well if pastor timothy or pastor peter whoever this is a God that I just knew was a man of God and he fell. he cheated on his wife he did this okay this 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 God thing isn't real and that's not God that's human error so that's where we miss where we mistake him so when we get to know who God is in and of himself I don't care what man does I know who God is and that's who I'm following and so that's why I advocate for that because people will fail. it doesn't matter how saved you are you'll catch somebody at the wrong time and it may not be this whole backslidden state that they fall into but they'll fall short of the glory of god we all do each and every day so when you're so busy looking at man instead of looking at christ that's where we fail a lot of the times so even with the church church that happens and you're like okay well i'm never going to church again all churches are the same and that's not the truth these people did that but that's not who god is and so that's why i advocate for that Um, but to go back to your original question i think one of the hardest um, times that i went through in life was uh, my mom she lost her mom and i was really close with her and two years later my dad passed away suddenly and so these were back, and to back. back to back and both of them passed away from a heart attack. My dad is a Navy man. I mean, works out every day, fit, healthy, he out, of out of nowhere and he passes away. And so these are two like pillars in our family and they pass within two year time frame. Um, So my mom lost two of the most important people in her life, her mom and her husband within a matter of two years. So to see my mom have to go through that and still show up as a parent to me and my brother, uh, I was like, what can I do to help, you know? And so it caused me to internalize and I didn't really mourn my dad's loss until years later. And that caused anxiety because I was holding it in for so long. So when it finally came out, it was like a mess. And so I really had to seek God during that time. That was
0: not my question. So most people which and it's good that you had God as your rock to pull on because when people are going through, they don't most people don't reach out to God. Most people right. don't lean on God. Uh, they they have misunderstandings. Right. And one of the biggest things I tell people is that Jesus is the Prince of peace. If you are looking for peace and not seeking Jesus, you will never find peace. Mm-hmm. And I learned that the hard way because I was one of those people, I ne- I, like I said, I didn't believe in God. right? Um, and so I did, I tried everything but God you know? right? and I uh, can appreciate that. You knew at that time, you know what? I don't understand this, but I know mm-hmm. I know who God is and I know mm-hmm. that he will provide me with a peace that surpasses all understanding. Because
1: Absolutely. That is
0: true. I pray that all the time. Like that, If you don't know how to pray and you're listening to this, I always just say, God, please provide me with a peace that surpasses all understanding because now when I'm going through and things don't make sense, I'm like, you know what? How, like, how am I managing this? And then it hits me, okay, this is the peace of God all right. from, from heaven. So I can appreciate that you knew to rely on God. Um a lot of the women I young young women, I I'm only 24 and some of my friends are younger than that. Mm. They um they have the church hurt, but I'm seeing them spiritually. Cause mm. you know, I and I can talk to you like this, you're a believer. Right. We don't see people flesh uh, in their flesh. And when I try to explain this to non believers, they're like, girl what? Right. I don't right <laughs> see yes. the spirit of depression on you. I right. actually had a friend tell me that she doesn't believe that anxiety is a spirit. And I told her, it is. Yeah. And I said, because I I said, I'm not coming to you, speaking to you from a, a sympathetic place. I am imp- I have empathy. because right. I'm, I've been there. I've walked in your shoes. I didn't go through what I went through in vain. Right. So now, I can literally see depression. Because I've been depressed. Yes. I can see anxiety. Because I've been anxious. I've had anxiety. Right. Would you agree that Depression um, or anxiety is is a, is a spiritual attack or a spirit leeching.
1: It definitely is a spiritual attack. So what I tell people all the time is, what the enemy tries to do is he tries to attack your mind first. Because I think of the mind, I call it a one hitter quitter. So if the enemy has your mind, everything else will follow. So if I attack Aaliyah's finances, okay, her finances may be attacked, but her relationship is still good. She may still be thriving in work. But if I attack Aaliyah's mind, her finances will start to be affected. Her peace will start to be affected. She'll start showing up differently in her relationship. So it's like a, a domino effect yes so that's what the enemy does he's like okay i'm trying to steal kill and destroy but let me attack that mind because if i'm successful with that mind i know that everything else will follow so that's why you see people depressed suicidal thoughts anxiety i mean all these different things that people deal with so when we say that the lord provides he provides us with a sound mind and you can call on him to regulate your mind and regulate your thoughts and so um It's definitely um, a spiritual attack when you're going through those things.
0: I like that you feel like that because it's It's so hard for me to try to elaborate to people what it is that I see. Um, Because most people don't realize, and this is kind of going off topic just a little bit, but I'll, I'll bring it back together. Most people don't realize everything is spiritual, whether you believe it or not, whether you believe in God or not, like he believes in you and whether you believe in the devil or not right it's the same thing and so I tell people everything is spiritual and we know that in the book it says that we're not fighting it's not it's flesh flesh and blood right it's in higher places that we can't even imagine and so if you're not tugging on God and to specify Jesus yes um, (laughs) then you're gonna lose absolutely every single time you're going to lose I have tried I have been where I'm fighting for my soul um, just by myself. Right. And clearly, I lost. Um, and I, my testimony, just to mention it for the 50th time on here, <laughs> I have been in a psychiatric facility because I was being attacked so badly by anxiety and depression. That's where I ended up. Right. You know, other people, thank God for that. Though. Amen. Like that rock bottom because it could have been permanent. I could have been dead, you know? So I thank God for that. But I was not pulling on. God at that time, right? I had no nobody in my corner to fight for me. I mean, and and I and I tell people that there's a difference between grace, mercy, and covering. Um, so at that time in my life, I, I definitely really have grace. He was right. very merciful, graceful to me. Um, but I, I just I didn't have anyone to tell me, Aaliyah, seek seek the kingdom, seek right. God. I'm praying for you. Even if people were praying for me, I didn't hear it. Right. And I feel like that's big today. Like especially for young people. They need to know that you're doing something different, whether it's it's understood at that time to them or not just right. plant those seeds, plant those seeds.
1: Absolutely, we we can't. We think oftentimes we like to see things happen in our timing, so we're like, well, we're praying for this pe- this person, we're speaking life into them, and they're still in the same state. But God's timing is different than our timing, and so never forsake planting those seeds. And oftentimes we want to be the one that plants, we want to be the one that waters, and we want to be the one that provides the increase. But we know the word of God says that some plant some water and ultimately it's the Lord that provides the increase so all you have to do is play your part even if that's simply saying I'm praying for you even if that's simply checking on you say hey Aaliyah how are you doing today the Lord placed you on my mind you never know what people are going through and I mean I've had people come back to me years later that's remember when you said this and I'm thinking You know they weren't even stunting me. I said something and they like, girl, you preaching. I don't want to hear that. But it sticks with people. You know our our natural human mechanism is when we hear something negative about ourselves, we get in defense mode. Even if it's true, we're like, you're not gonna talk about me. You're not gonna do this. But those seeds are being planted. And when you go home at night, you're thinking like, you know what? Aaliyah said that to me. She was right. I am struggling with this. I am battling with this. I didn't want to admit it to her, but that is some truth to that. And so never forsake doing that.
0: And I, I agree. I just want to back off of that. I'm learning that because I'm one of those people I like to I'm like a toddler in Christ at this point. I, I'm, I'm still learning. However, I get nervous when it um, comes time to talk about to talk about God. And there's many times where I find myself I'm like, God, I d I can't do this right now. I'm really <laughs> normal. Or like I, I can feel the Holy Spirit like, oh no, you're about to talk. Yeah. To um, because I, I can't not, I can't ignore the Holy, the Holy Ghost. Right. Not, not, not <laughs> right. Being in here going crazy. So I'm into talking and I'm like, they probably think I'm weird. But what I'm starting to realize is that it has nothing to do with me at all. And usually nine times out of 10, I'm talking about
1: far left
0: non-believers. Like they don't even want to hear you utter the name right. of Jesus. They, they're sitting there and they're digesting like, wait, what? And, and and they're interested. And that's when I know I'm not, I'm no longer speaking. This is definitely the Holy Spirit speaking through me usually, yes. Um, because I've had non-believers text me like, hey, I, I would love to sit with you and talk about God. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't right. scared to even just say anything. And so it's great that being obedient, speaking up and speaking out and bringing, bringing um, the church to people outside of the church Yes. Is big. It's
1: really, really big. It's
0: really,
1: really big. People just come to church. People aren't scared of that. Absolutely. My primary ministry is outside of the church. I'm a minister in the church, but my primary ministry is outside of the church. The way I live, the way I show up in people's lives is my primary ministry. When I'm on my job, I'm on, I'm I'm doing ministry and people think ministry means walking around with your Bible, quoting these scriptures. That's not what it is. You show up in a certain way and the Lord will literally allow people to gravitate towards you because they can, they can feel the spirit of God. And they're like, I mean, I've pulled people in conference rooms and anointed them with oil and prayed for them these are people who never knew any you know like they that they didn't know i was a minister or anything like that and the lord would just allow that to happen and so you have outside of the four walls of the church we're literally the church we say that as a cliche but that's literally how we should be living
0: And that's what i love about our church is that that the 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 atmosphere of this church not so you can test this, thing, God, yes. I'm not saying this, y'all, say it because I always saying, "No, the church is real. This church, specifically, the one that I'm going to, because it's like I can, I can go, I can leave and go minister to people, whether I think so or not. And like I said, it's not me carrying Bible and speaking like thou, that thy, right, and condemning people because that's another thing that the church does. And on my last episode, I said the church fell and is failing miserably, like. So bad, and I can see it. Just when people come to me and say, "Well, why do you believe in God?" Uh, or "Or I have church hurt." That's mm-hmm. mainly. I, no, no one ever says Jesus failed me. No one's ever saying uh, right. Jesus forsake or forsake me. No one says that. Everybody says my pastor did this I said that. The reason I stopped believing in God was my pastor had an affair. Right. What does that have to do with Jesus? God? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Church, although we are not perfect,
1: right?
0: We are supposed to stand out we are
1: absolutely to put
0: ourselves accountable. And yes, we are supposed to look different, even if it offends other people. Like, oh, you think that you're uh better than right? No, I don't think that I'm better than, but I'm I, 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 I'm safe, yes. So I can't walk how I used to walk, and I can't exactly. Walk how I, used to walk. I can't respond how I used to respond. And thankfully, for some of the people I surround myself with, they accept that, point, right? They know that. And i can appreciate that um i get phone calls like you said from some of my friends can you pray for me yep and i'm shocked because i'm like wow you like you hear me even though i don't think you're here right me, they know where to go yep if you stay and this is a message for believers obviously i'm not talking to um to, to non-believers because this is a platform for both okay like, i want both non-believers and absolutely are um but be authentically you um, when it comes to stepping in Whatever, stepping in your gifts when you're ministering. Um, don't be like me. Don't be shy. <laughs> I get nervous. I'm very shy, but I'm starting to learn that. Not, it's not me. It's all God. Like I live by that. Like literally, if I could get the hashtag across my forehead, <laughs> it's not me. It's all God. Right. He shows up and he shows out every time.
1: He, Every time. And see, even when you're talking about that authenticity, I speak about this all the time. A lot of people don't feel like they can come up to believers because they feel like they can't relate to us. Why do they feel like they can't relate to us? Several reasons. One, we try to show up like we have it all together. Even as believers, we don't. It's Jesus who holds us together. But then also, we're not willing to open our mouths and share our testimonies and be transparent and vulnerable about where we've been. So, <laughs> I mean, people are literally looking at you in your state now and it's like, it's no way she did drugs. It's no way she lived an illicit lifestyle. It's no way I can relate to her. And if you open your mouth and tell people what you've been through, then they're like, oh my gosh. Like, you
0: have no idea. I'm so glad you said that. My very first episode this season, I said that testimony is what sets people free. Nobody wants to hear how, um, and I won't say they don't want to hear it, but when you're first bringing... Don't talk about uh, I don't know, just the shiny things. Yes. Because I tell people all the time when Jesus came here physically, when he was here walking the earth, he was hanging out with the
1: outcasts. Yes. He was
0: hanging out with people you steer clear of. And no one understood yes. that and he let it be known I'm not here for the people that aren't sick. I'm right here for the, the sick. sick, absolutely said, <laughs> not sick. And this is what non believers don't get. Yes. The church has fell. In that they condemn they judge the church christians very I'm Christian, so up, i'm going <laughs> them they're judgmental very judgmental and, and it makes it hard to you know maybe i do want to get to know god but i'm scared because if i come like this what are you thinking what are you going to say right and that's why it is important to take the church you know um, i won't i don't say like out of the church but when you leave the church bring it with you you, you absolutely are The body of Christ is the church. So yes, I'm so glad you said that. I just (laughs) spoke about that in the first episode. Um, That's real though. Another thing I want to touch on is walking in what you prayed for, and stop settling for what you didn't. So, has there ever been a time where you prayed for something, and God blessed you with it, and you either mistreated it or you were maybe afraid of it? and so you
1: settled <laughs> for not the blessing. Yes, um, so in several ways. So one, every time I pray for something, I also say, Lord, prepare me for what I'm praying for. Because what happens is we say, Lord, break this fear off of me. I don't want fear anymore. The word of God tells us that you did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. And so we think he's just going to break the fear off of us immediately. And he can, he's sovereign, so he can do it however he wants. But many times he takes us through a process. So if I'm fearful of teaching, right? But that's my gifting, I'll be called to teach Bible study or women's ministry. And I'm like, Lord, what's going on? I'm fearful and you're putting me in fearful situations. And he's like, that's part of the process for me to break you out of that. So you can stop depending on yourself and depend totally and fully on me. So get out of that self-reliance and fully trust on me. So when I pray that I'm like, okay, Lord, I pray for that Now prepare me for what I'm praying for, because I don't know what this process is gonna look like.
0: So that's big. That's that, now that is big because I, I'm learning that. Um, I didn't think of it like that, but I am learning um, when I, I used to be a preschool teacher, mm-hmm. I would pray for patience. I had, I had, I had
1: none yes. like
0: at all. And literally right after I prayed that, every day I come to work, the kids were Acting me, up and I'm like, <laughs> what is going on and it was actually esther she said well if you're going to pray for patience you have to understand that this is how you learn patience absolutely you have to learn these things so i'm I'm so glad you said that so pretty much what she's saying is (laughs) if you are not ready for what you're praying for probably don't pray for it
1: and just ask the lord say hey lord i really desire this in and of myself I can't so please prepare me please equip me with the things that I need in order to because he doesn't want us see we talk about timing all the time he doesn't want us to mishandle the blessing so sometimes we're asking for things prematurely and it's not that he doesn't want to bless us with it but you're not ready spiritually for it and so he delays it and he's taking you through that process to develop you and to grow you and to mature your faith so that when that divine time comes you're ready you're going to handle it appropriately and not only for or yourself, for the benefit of others.
0: I like that. I like that. People get frustrated when they feel like their prayers aren't being answered. um Myself included. Right. I'm like, uh. <laughs> God, what's going on? And 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 timing his timing, not ours. Yes. but His timing. It is. It is perfect, whether we like it or not. Um, but that is huge. As in, you need to patience is a virtue absolutely uh, it is it, it's taught even though there's some people who naturally are patient whatever like yes yeah. really <laughs> <laughs> um that is big because i feel like a lot of that's another reason why people probably um, i would say give up on god yep because they're they, they don't feel like their prayers are being answered in time or in the way uh that they would like for it. And that see in that realm for me i'm like let me watch what I'm about to say because I already know God has a, the best sense of humor. No one's sense of humor is better <laughs> than God's. I don't care. So I'll, I'll be about to say, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. Right. <laughs> I know, and I know, you know but I'm not ready. <laughs> let me, let me stop and, and, and chill out. But um, walking in what you prayed for is powerful because, you know, you prayed for it. And I feel like if God, if you ask and God gives it, even though He can give you something that you ask for, that you don't need or that you don't need, but you want it. Yep. And I feel like sometimes they'll give you what you want to show you it's not what you need. Um, but I'm not going to touch on that. I mean, walking in those prayers that will set you free, you know, uh, trying to pray for breaking, whether it be spiritual ties or just mm-hmm. bondage. When that happens, walk into it. But it, it can look scary if if we're being honest. Yes, it like looks scary.
1: it is uncharted territory. Um, So it seems foreign to us, but we talk about self-reliance, which we should never rely on ourselves. The best place for self-reliance to be broken off of you is in the wilderness. And what the wilderness is, is anything that has no resources, anything where you can't typically pull on your... Your natural resources, because guess what? You have no resources, so you have to connect to the only source, which is him. So now he's teaching you self-dependency in him and not on yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm going to
0: read you. I do quote of the day. Okay. In my shades of it's like you're living in my <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, what? I just posted quote of the day, and it's the wilderness place. And I said, when God wants your attention and there's something or someone standing in the way of it, He will isolate until all distractions surrounding you have been eliminated. This is the wilderness place.
1: Amen. That's confirmation. (laughs) I
0: learned that and I learned that the hard way. I learned one, I uh, prematurely, like you said, uh, prayed. I I wanted to get to know Jesus. And this is when you have like that babe like faith right that fresh faith um i was like wow this is great right so beautiful it's (laughs) joyous when you first have that first interaction with you know god and then i had no friends and it wasn't that my friends left me it's they didn't know they Calls you, he called you. Yep, he didn't call your mother. Yep, call to, so you guys are so calling mom. And and so she'd sit there and she's listening to me. It's almost like you have to, this is all you. Yes, I'm like, why don't you have a response? Right, right. And it took me like you know, confirmed I was in a the wilderness. Like, I hadn't even at this point read the Bible, I had right? No idea that Jesus himself was literally in the wilderness place. I oh, know, was this before? he began, or was this, after? I think this was before.
1: Um, Before, what?
0: So right before, so he fasted,
1: he. Right after he came out of the fast. It's okay. Is
0: when the, when the devil was tempting
1: him. I had him. no idea about that. So when I read that, I said, well, if Jesus was in the
0: wilderness place, what makes us
1: different? Absolutely. Nothing? Nothing <laughs> at all. If anything he went through, it's almost
0: like, yeah, you. Yes. Okay,
1: Yes. And you say that and I I wish I had my Bible with me, but it's in the book of Genesis and it talks about the promises that God gave to Abram, which we know as Abraham. But he started off as Abram and starting off in that section of the um, in Genesis, it tells him he tells Abram to leave your family, leave the house of your father. So basically go away from what you know. So we oftentimes, not to say that you have to desert your family, but sometimes we're isolated in certain seasons, but I'm a big believer on making sure that you can hear the voice of God for yourself. Because a lot of people, they um, they depend on sound and wise counsel, which is awesome. So your pastors, your leaders, your spiritual counselors, but what if they can't pick up the phone in the middle of the night? What if you call them and you need them in a dire emergency and you can't reach them? Can you hear the voice of God for yourself? That's big because these people may not be here one day. So you have to train your ear to hear the voice of God for yourself. It says that my sheep know my voice and that they follow me. And so sometimes he takes us out of those places where we call calling on our parents. We're calling on our friends because we're not really getting the advice that we really need. have to be
0: comfortable. All the right. Time. I, it is what it is. I'm actually a risk taker. Okay. So I I probably need to sit down a little more cuz I'll jump and then mess up and be like, "Oh, ooh, maybe I <laughs> thought." So, that is not what bothers me, but I guess the hard part is you cannot connect with God on a fleshly level cuz he is not of flesh. If you want to connect with god intimately and genuinely you have to go to him in spirit right well how do i do that and i used to ask that that question all the time. i'm like well, well how do you do that i'm like I-, I don't know and then it's his word that's the first anytime anyone's ever trying to find god his word the bible yes is that that is him because and you can't say okay i believe in god and not believe in jesus the holy ghost and in the bible you right it's, a, it's a one package deal so i started to read the word and yes. as you know what and as i'm reading it's everything's falling on and on the ground i'm yes. literally being fed and i'm and i'm seeing how prophets would pray and servants would pray and kings would pray and, and i'm like oh i can go to you and say this yes because a
1: lot of the people in the bible were bold they Listen, said i'm a bold prayer yeah. so i <laughs> i can relate to that i <laughs> i, I And see and that i think that's the stigma around prayer right even when we hear people pray these what we say elaborate prayers with fancy words or you'll hear people speaking or praying in tongues that's all fine and dandy but know that it doesn't take that to reach the voice of god know that that's not what it takes like when we used to have intercessory prayer we would have little kids i mean five years old say prayers and those prayers reach the heavens because their heart is pure their heart and their intentions are pure yes and so it's it's no set way that we have to come to the father in prayer you know it's not like oh well i have to be on my knees i have to be in this closet i have to say these certain type of words and i think if we translate from the world to the church, the same thing we do comparison, right? So if we are both intercessors and I say, oh, well, when Aaliyah prays, she speaks in tongues and I don't speak in tongues. So yeah, I'm a little more nervous to know. Like you have to be comfortable in your gifting because we can have the same gifting, but it looks different. It's and diversities on purpose. and on purpose. Because purpose, purpose. <laughs> pur- let me tell you, some people holler and yell when they're, when they're praying and some people can't receive that way. But then there's some people that do receive that way. So then I do need somebody who can pray a little softer because for the people who receive that way, I need to be able to touch them. But if I'm so busy trying to yell and holler when I pray, then I'm missing the people that I'm supposed to be reaching. And that
0: is <laughs> true. And so, oh, this is so good. <laughs> Y'all, you know, and, and this is the reason why I'm glad that I have this platform. Because Again, I did not have this. Absolutely. So everything for me was, I'm glad I have the church. Yes. But again, I, I have listeners who don't go to church yes. or whatever. And so I, you all at the church, you teach me things. I go home. I begin to utilize them in my everyday life. Right. Or just going back to, you can tap into the word of God. And you learn a lot, like uh, so much from there. Yes. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, I, I'm i not as confident. Because na- na- me, naturally, I'm confident. Like, right. Aaliyah is confident. Yeah. But saved Aaliyah, I'm like fragile. I'm like, I I I, I, don't, I don't know. And then I yeah. read how uh, David would interact with God. I'm like, what? <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> you what? Yes. You're Solomon. I mean, I'm just.
0: Yeah, I was in awe, or even Moses. When mm-hmm. he, just, he didn't want, but this was Moses. He didn't want to look at God, and, and he told God, "I can't talk." Like, yep. what you, I didn't know you could do that. I thought when God said, "Come," you go. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, or, or who was it that I had to ask God? Maybe was it three times? They had to say, "Are you pretty much all you?" "Are you sure?" sure. Are, you, "Are you sure?" Which
1: even time? when Paul, Apostle Paul, he was asking him to remove the thorn. He mm-hmm. asked three times, and that's what we get. That famous quote my grace is sufficient for thee so I'm not going to remove the thorn but know that my grace will sustain you even with that thorn in your side
0: amen amen and I feel like people need that like you need to know that you can I mean I'm not saying come to God just however right there is a posture yes um you you before I come before God I ask Him to cleanse me my body. And you know, spirit and anything unclean about me, may you remove it. Any distractions, you know, mm. I, I, repenting for my sin, repenting, repenting, <laughs> repenting. You know, repenting. You know? um, but I, I, I am coming for you. And sometimes I just will be sitting there, literally, like, how are we all right now? And i just right. start talking. Like, God, listen, now you said, <laughs> you know, God responds to his word.
1: Absolutely. He's he faithful to his, to his word. word. People think that he's faithful to us, he's faithful to his word. A- <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw that nugget oh, okay. out there. God is faithful to his word.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I'm that it's like nothing to do with you. So I, I, I learned that through the Holy Ghost is he's going to respond if it's something from his word. So let's say I have an attitude because people think you have to pray for extravagant things. No, I genuinely want to work on my attitude Yeah, because you can't. Be a believer with a stank attitude. Yeah. It just does not work. So I say, you know what I got today? I don't want to. I don't want to be mean today. Right. And so you said, and then I'm going to use scripture.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's
0: where I've seen response. So you just right. it's kind of almost, um, I tell people uh, like a worldly relationships. Right. The only way to sustain a relationship in the flesh is to call, reach out, and and spend time. Right. And to learn that person. It's the same thing. thing with yes you have to go to him um, in spirit because he's
1: not of flesh yeah that's good because and even like when we say you know when we when we come to god and we act him to purge us and cleanse us of, of our sins but what people also have to know if you're in a car And you're about to get in a car accident you don't have time to say okay father in the mighty name of jesus you're like jesus call on the name of jesus like so we don't need to feel like we have to come in these scripted ways and that's when we get into that pharisee and that sadducee mindset where we're religious where we're legalistic and we feel like we have to follow these traditions like i come up um from a baptist uh church so it's like first sunday you're doing communion your ushers are in your black and white and your white gloves but my church we we have communion as the lord leads now we'll do it as often as we remember uh as as we think of him but you know it, it's not scripted and that's what i like that you can't box god we like to put god in a box and he's unboxable let's know that we serve an awesome and a mighty and a powerful god You have to be on
0: something we have to be careful of Limiting God. And I'm not saying that as a cliche, because um, for, I'll use my sister as an example. She's very much a, she overthinks. Okay. So where I said I'm a risk taker and I don't think at all, she's the complete opposite. And so there's plenty of times where she'll come to me. And because now, I like I said, I'm in a different space. So right. people, they come to me and my response is different. Right. First thing I said, did you, did you pray? Did you ask God? She's looking at me like, girl, this ain't the time. <laughs> if, if you are looking for breakthrough, right. if you are looking for a blessing, um, where else is it coming from? Because I don't want it if it's not coming from God. Right. So did you ask God? You're saying, God, I need X, Y, and Z. Pretty much asking for a miracle. Well, the best miracle worker I know is Jesus. Right. Did you talk to God? And she's like, well, I think one day she said to me, Praying doesn't always work, and I looked at her. I saw the devil. (laughs) Right. And so, right then I said, "You better pray." I said, "I'll pray for you," but it's nothing like you pray for yourself. Yes. Her prayer was answered, and her blessing, she received it. And I again, it it had nothing to do with her. I feel like when I said to her, "You got to ask God. You got to go to God about it." Like you're you're looking for these major, and this is for anybody. You're looking for these. I don't know just these out of the world out of the box miracles right you won't go to, to god about it or you doubt him i do that sometimes yes I, I i doubt him and quickly i holy ghost responds it checks me oh yeah you can do all things through christ who strengthens you and if Amen. the answer is no and and that's another way i talk to him i say god you know this is what i would like to do this is what i i, I will have, or whatever the case If the answer is yes, praise God, hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus, in advance. If the answer is no, that's fine because you must be content in whichever state.
1: Yes and we have to know that like I praise God for the closed doors more than I praise him for the open doors because what we have to understand (laughs) yes (laughs) praise God for the closed doors more than you do the open doors because know that that closed door was meant to protect you for whatever reason when you were trying to apply for that job that was going to give you this healthy 401k and these nice benefits and this nice salary but that would have took you away from being able to come to church on Sundays or you would have you know it's so many different things that we're not able to see and that we're not able to fathom. And so that's why we have to trust in God. He gave me this quote and it was, God said it, now what? And what that meant for the believers is, okay, we can quote these scriptures, but when that time actually presents itself in life, are you willing to actually walk by it? So we call on him as Jehovah Rapha. For people who don't know what that is, that's the Lord that heals. But when I have a sickness or if I'm infirmed in my body, am I now woe is me, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? Or am I calling on Jehovah Rapha? Am I saying that you're the great physician and I'm activating the word of God in my life? It does us no good to know the word of God, but we don't really believe and live by it.
0: a little bit you know or or start to have their doubts god is this you god is this not I, i'm afraid or, or whatever the case may be start to walk in what you pray for and with a remix of what what she said is pray for being prepared for it yes because you know you don't want to misspeak or 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 feel like you're ready it's cool we might feel like we're ready for something but i always like to tell people god has a bird's eye view. God has the ability to see the future, the past, and the present. And so when certain doors are shut, it's for a reason. Right. Uh, Whether you understand it or not. And that's the thing. We don't have to always understand
1: why God does what he does. Right. And he don't always have to explain it. it. (laughs) Nope. That's that's, that's a hard feel to swallow. It is but when you know God and his deity and who he truly is see we like to seek God just for the benefits of him what can he bless me with what can he do for me but when you start living and serving God for who he is and what he's already done the finished work on the cross you don't have to do anything else for me you've already done enough and that's the truth that's That's the truth Can say, can say that yep
0: like period there's just there's you can't there's no i don't like people i think someone tried to uh, kind of have a debate almost with me about about god's word oh they said the bible has been rewritten several times why do you believe in it i said well first question have you ever read any of the bibles mm-hmm. no okay well there we are right. and secondly i god said what he said he meant what he said and he hasn't said nothing since right because people don't realize that when when you hear from God, it may be, even if I think I've heard God's word once, not I think I know once, like okay. in my sentiment, but usually it's a servant of the Lord, whether that be my apostle coming to me, God said, you know, or a prophet of the Lord, God said, but who can really say that they've had an interaction, I guess, if you will, where God came down and literally sat in their face and said, no one.
1: Well, this is the thing. We, again, uh, back to not placing God in a box. He can show up however He wants. He speaks through His word. He sends, I always say that God gives revelation and he sends confirmation through man. It's so many different ways. I've heard the voice of God like I can, it's it's weird to kind of explain it. It's like you hear it in your mind but it's not like an audible voice yeah. but again, yeah. just because that's the way that he's come to me before doesn't mean that he can't come to me in a still and quiet voice in the next season. So we're, we're putting, we're limiting God and the ways that he can show up and again that just shows our ignorance and when I say ignorance it's just our lack of knowledge for who God is. Ignorance,
0: <laughs> ignorance is not a bad word. You don't know. Yes. Maybe, I mean, you know, I tell people all the kind time, of ignorance is bliss. I know, I know that God says do not pretty much think of the things of old. Like, kind of let that go because I'm doing a new thing. Yes. But a lot of the times, because I am hard-headed, you know this about me. A lot of the times, God will show me things of my past that quickly get me together and spirit. I've been like, oh, you're never mind. I'm right. It he will. It's almost like the thorn. The thorn. Like, yes. Like, speaking, in my side, kind of just to remind me, like, this is where I brought you from.
1: Don't oh, yeah. Me? It keeps you humble. Yeah. I, I don't know how you're holding. You yeah. <laughs> I love it because that's how it has to be with me
0: personally. Yes. No, yes. But <laughs> again, yes. Let's not box God in. And again, this is for both the believer and the non-believer in hopes to becoming one. Yes. Um, my last and final thing. I always like to end with this. If you could meet one person from the Bible who is not Jesus, who would it be, and why?
1: Hmm. <laughs> Got my wheels thinking. Um. <laughs> Oh, it's so it is so many. Um, it's so many. I would have to say, ooh, it's it's a lot. It it is. I would have to say Moses though. Uh I studied the life of Moses, and he's a very well-known Bible. Yes. Um, but uh though I studied the life of Moses because when I was reading and it said that. God characterized him as the most humble man. And this is God characterizing someone as the most humble. So to me, I'm like, let me study his life and just, I take that back. (laughs) I'm going to remix this. I know this is her podcast, y'all, but I'm going to do two. We're going to do Moses and Apostle Paul. Now, I could go on about Apostle Paul all day long. And I actually (laughs) call my husband that and the reason why is because again where this audience is for believers and non-believers those who are trying to come to Christ and when we talk about a testimony I mean you're talking about someone who was a persecutor of Christians someone who was killing Christians and then had a Damascus road experience and immediately became a laborer for the harvest Yes. Okay. So Apostle Paul formerly known as Saul of Tarsus was a persecutor of, of the Christians. So he used to kill those who believed in Jesus. Um, he was walking, traveling down the road to Damascus and he literally had an encounter with God and he became blind. And then after a couple of days, scales literally fell off of his eyes. Um, um they sent barnabas actually to go to him and minister to him and even to the point where when they brought him back to the disciples barnabas had to vouch for him because people were like this is do you know who you this is the man who's against everything of that our ministry and that we believe in and thank god for the barnabas in the world let me shout out to every barnabas that's in the world that vouches for people that hey Yes, they used to live this way, but God transformed them. And he became Apostle Paul who wrote so many of the New Testament. They think it's a fictitious book, and it's not.
0: To the end that's what I'm mean, doing, unless God leads me in. However, it's like a movie almost, and I tell people when they start talking about certain people, I'm like, I don't know what that person is, and don't tell me,
1: <laughs> right? I'm still trying to study it. Very,
0: <laughs> was the person who he was like a like a ugh, that that's just the sound, you know, like, ugh, really. <laughs> But it's the way that when God came through and did what God does best, you could see it on his life. Like you, He's literally a, a testament of God's inv- invisible attributes seen clearly. Yes because he, he did a lot. I mean he did a when he was transformed. For the greater good, for the kingdom.
1: Yes. And when
0: you, he's blessed generation so many generations after, based off of his obedience yes. um, and what he wrote in the Bible. Yes. So I do appreciate Paul. Yeah. He's. I didn't even. I don't know why I didn't think of him. I never. I never reveal uh, who I would want to be. But yeah, I do have to ask that So she said, well,
1: uh, and Paul and Moses and Moses. Moses, yes, Moses yes, absolutely. So yes
0: god i thank you for your time today
1: thank you for Um, having me you
0: are welcome if you guys uh, are new here i do release episodes every wednesday um but i am going to just cut it off here i thank you all for listening i thank you for coming and until next time guys guys have a good one